Ciao, and welcome to The Fatal Charm of Italy, a question-and-answer podcast hosted by me, Rick Zullo, from rickzullo.com. In each episode, my guests and I will attempt to unravel the mysteries of the Bel Paese, diving into diverse topics ranging from cultural curiosities, to travel advice, to language tips, to food discussions, always with a healthy dose of humor and a genuine affection for the object of our shared fixation, that paradise of exiles, Italy. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave an honest review if so inclined. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Buongiorno a tutti. I'm here today with Amy Parsons. She has a wonderful story and a wonderful website called Mozzafiato, and we're going to get into the maybe the name of that a little bit because I really love it. So welcome, Amy. How are you today? Thank you, Rick. I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. And I have to say, I love the name of um, your podcast. I think it's one of the best names out there, The Fatal Charm, which I totally resonate with that title. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was great. I picked it out. Um, it's based on a quote by Erica Young, and, and um, it's it's appropriate. Very um, appropriate. So mozzafiato, um, this means, I mean, the literal translation, I guess, is breathtaking, right? Yes, um, that's right. But when you read the Italian like definition, like an Italian dictionary, it says, that which arouses amazement, admiration, impression, that which startles violently. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it's interesting, because it reminded me of the opening scene from The Great Beauty. I don't know if you saw that movie about you know, no. six or seven years ago. It was uh, Paolo Sorrentino's kind of a, almost like a revisiting of La Dolce Vita from Fellini, oh, and yeah. uh, he had put a modern spin on it. And the opening scene, there's this tourist who's on top of the Belvedere, uh, on top of the Ginicolo Hill, looking down on Rome. Yeah. He is so overcome by the beauty, he literally, well, he dies on the spot. He dies, he <laughs> dies from this breathtaking beauty that he's beholding and just can't stand it. And, and so he oh dies. So, I mean, I hope nobody's going to die when they, when they visit your website, but, um, you know, there, there's certainly a lot of, lot of beauty to be, to be seen there. Oh my gosh, Rick, I love that so much. You know, when we were looking for the right word for our company, we, were, we obviously wanted an Italian word. We wanted a word that Americans could say by looking at and they can sound it out. But we're also looking for a beautiful word that didn't really have a translation directly in English um, that really meant something and people would have to kind of find what it means, but it also spoke to what we're going for. But you just gave the best explanation of the word <laughs> I've ever heard. So we're going to steal that. Well, that's great. Yeah. And you're, and you're, <laughs> you, br- you nailed it yeah. up on our website. <laughs> great. Absolutely. It's feel free to, to steal away. Um, so yeah, I mean, so we'll talk a little bit about what your 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 business is about, and and I kind of want to start with from the point that, you know, in Italy, health and beauty are not considered just a luxury, but it's part of their everyday life. I mean, these are necessities, priorities, not just an indulgence. You know, Italians really take care of themselves, and they're really concerned about you know how they present themselves to the world, and uh, that's that's important to them. So um, I'm sure you agree with that. You've been to Italy, and you've you've seen people making the bella figura. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that. I mean, it, it actually makes me think of the first time that I visited Italy, I was 15 years old. And I was on one of those school trips where they drop you in the country and run you through, you know, 10 cities in 10 days kind of thing. At least that's how I remember it, just constantly moving through. But as a, as a teenager growing up in the American West in Colorado and, and Wyoming, which has its own unique kind of beauty, seeing Italy for the first time through those teenage eyes, I was just completely in awe 
of the way that people lived completely surrounded by beauty and art and wine and the food and the architecture. And it just seemed like it was part of everyday life in every aspect of life. And I was so completely drawn to it um, that, you know, I kept going back to Italy as an adult and never really had the plan that it would become my complete passion um, and full-time career to bring that beauty from Italy into the U.S. so everybody here can experience it. But you're right, it is, it is a way of life. It's a daily way of life. Even, um, you know, the men going to the barbershop and that experience of being in the barbershop and using those products and the connections with other people and um, you know, one of the brands we represent is 460 years old, Pharmacia 1561 out of Florence. Wow. And, you know, it's been basically in the same place in Florence for all of that time. And, and you walk into those stores and it's, it's magic. It's, it's centuries of dedication and perfection and families who are immersed in that history and that beauty and that lifestyle. And, I think there's really nothing else like it in the world, which is, you know, why the world goes to Italy for fashion and art and auto and wine and, and all of these things, because it really permeates, permeates the entire lifestyle um, that they have in Italy, in my opinion, like nowhere else in the world. I totally agree with that. And it's, and it's, it, it's not just all those things individually, but sort of also the way they work together and they complement each other, you know? Um, and they, they just always find that balance of, you know, something is, it's always just enough. It's never too much, you know? And yeah. uh, there's, there's a lot of that, just uh, a real awareness of, you know, your surroundings and, and, and yourself taking care of yourself and, and, uh, and looking good. I mean, not to show off, but you know, you know, you're proud of yourself. You're proud of your family. You want to make sure you make a good impression. Yeah, it, it's interesting that you say that about working together because you know we we currently represent 17 brands from Italy, and and in order to really put this company together and get them to agree to be part of Mazzafiato and to come into the U.S. market, we had to promise them that we would only represent exclusively Italian brands. That they would all be working together while working with us. Um, that that was our proposition is that we're bringing them in together and they all have a tremendous respect for one another and what they do and the products they produce and their family histories and the diversity of their origins. And so it was that sense of working together and respect for one another and their families that really made this company possible where we represent them all under one roof in air quotes because we're primarily on e-commerce. Um, but it was that real sense of camaraderie and respect for the craft of each other's families and companies that, that made this possible. And that's really unique, I think. It is unique. And I, when I think about the scope of what you've done, it's, it seems so uh, overwhelming to me. I mean, I, I, I mean, how did you, how were you able to gather all these, you know, these unique brands? I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, are, there, are they, by the way, are some of them like bigger companies? Some of them are smaller. Are they all relatively small, like boutique style or, um, okay. you know, how to, what's the, what's the, sort of the, the, um, the demographic of this, these companies, if you will. Yeah, sure. I mean, they, they are all relatively small. What, what binds them all together is that they are all authentically Italian and that they were founded in Italy. Um, some of them are only sold in Italy until, now. 
um, when we, we've brought them to the US on our platform, some of them, um, like Borghese, for example, has been selling in the US for some time. Um, but we really sought out what we thought would be the best native beauty companies in the country um, that were authentically Italian, founded there, have great family stories there, great Italian DNA, if you will, and also produce really high-performing products, whether it's their fragrance or their body care, skin care, men's line, things like that. And also that they have really unique design, which people expect from Italy. Sure, and, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the design aesthetic um, in Italy, you can't, you can't paint it with one brush, partly because the, <clears throat> the country itself is so diverse. And so the designs are so diverse because they are really meticulously drawn from place and drawn from the origin of them. So those are the brands that we were looking for, but none of them are mass market. None of them you can buy off the shelf in mass market retail in the U.S., that's unique. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's absolutely unique. And um, so so none of them are are part of sort of the big mass market retail, which in, in the U.S. retail market is really dominated by just a few players. Um, and these brands are not sold there. Well, you know, something else I like about this, and, you know, we're, just, we're talking in, in March of 2021, in case anyone hears this in the future, but, um, you know, the, it's a tough time for those people, I imagine. I mean, they're, they're retail stores, you know, the, the physical stores, and, and Italians love to go into the store. I mean, they've been really slow to pick up on the e-commerce in Italy. I mean, it's great that you're selling it here because Americans love it, but um, yes. I, I don't know. I mean, some of those smaller companies might be really hurting and, and you're probably doing, you know, each other a favor here. You're working together and you're starting this business in, in the middle of a pandemic, by the way. And, and they're in this situation where they're probably having a hard time with their physical locations. Yeah. Thank, thanks for bringing that up. I mean, that's, that's really our passion is to invest in these native Italian families and the incredible craft that they produce and bringing them to the US and, and it really has become very important for them in this last year. And, and obviously, as you know, with COVID, COVID impacted Italy really hard and really early in yeah. the cycle. Before the US, they um, were experiencing more severe impacts. They were in lockdown before we were. And so in some ways, you know, we created and launched this entire company during 2020, during COVID, um, which changed everything about the way everybody does business, as, sure. as you well know. Um, in some odd ways, Rick, it made part of doing business a bit easier um, while other things were harder. So, for example... Um, because the Italians were already into lockdown, you're absolutely right, their stores were closed, they were experiencing supply chain issues, um, obviously financial impacts, health impacts, they were all at home. And then here we come, the Americans, and we were working with the Italian trade agency in New York and different people who are making introductions for us. Um, you know, we reach out to them and set up Zoom calls, so early morning Zoom calls in the US, working with them in the afternoon um, because they were shut down. And as you said, they were pretty slow to adopt e-commerce, but due to COVID, they were sort of forced, if you will, pushed into this mindset of, boy, we better be thinking about doing things differently. Sure. Um, all at once, everybody all at once was sort of pushed into that mindset of innovation, if you will. And so they 
were open to our proposition in a way that maybe they wouldn't have been quite so open to us had it not been COVID. Well, that's um, interesting. Yeah. Open to, you know, coming into a new market into the US, open to doing things by e-commerce um, in a much more deliberate way. And the technology through Zoom kind of became so normal so fast also that we're like, okay, let's meet each other over Zoom. Let's negotiate a deal over Zoom. Um, they would ship me products to my house in Colorado. So I'd have them in my hand on Zoom and they would be showing me what to look for, how to experience it, what I was smelling, all of these things over Zoom, which in normal times, of course you would do that all in person, probably in multiple trips sure. to Italy, but we had to do it all over Zoom. So in some way, because of that innovation, mindset and because the technology was enabling it we were able to move faster in making our pitches to them and setting up uh, the company and those relationships but then when it comes to the logistical portion of actually importing their goods into the U.S. that was much more difficult because of COVID mm -hmm. um, in part because there just are so many less planes in the air between the US and Europe sure. and everybody's trying to ship. So it takes longer to move product. It takes them longer to get the product to our warehouse in Italy and then to get on planes into the US and get into the warehouse. And so the logistics are more expensive. The logistics are harder. Hopefully if things start to open up as we go forward, that will become easier for everyone on the logistical side. Um, but but yeah, it, it, it made us do everything differently. Some things better, some things worse. And I think it really remains to be seen even now going forward, what the retail landscape will look like. Um, because I, I do believe that there will be sort of permanent impacts on how people shop and what they look for. So, um, you know, TBD. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about some of these companies? I mean, maybe even pick an example or two and, and the sort of products that, that you're bringing into, uh, into the U.S. And, um, you know, just maybe I know you, gosh, you have so much, so many different uh, products on your website. I certainly can't name them all, but if you can just kind of tell us where you're going with this, like what's the common theme that ties them all together and maybe highlight, uh, you know, one or two of the, the, families behind these these stories these companies or um the, the sure, products yeah. yeah you know you know what what is also interesting about you know these brands and and italian beauty in and of itself is that i think it's probably no secret that italy produces as a country around 60 percent of the world's cosmetics and beauty so wow. the world goes to italy to produce its beauty and its fragrance. And, you know, some of the most prestigious, best American brands, European brands, when you look at the bottle, it all says made in Italy, but they're not marketed as Italian brands. They're not native brands. They're, they're brands from elsewhere, but they go to Italy because Italy really has that generational know-how and that craftsmanship and that dedication to perfection and design. Um, but its own native brands are not the famous brands yet. Um, and so we set out to really find those native brands in the country that have been hard at work perfecting their craft, some for multiple centuries, um, and to work with them to see if we could bring them in. So, 
you know, we, like I said, we worked with the Italian trade agency. They have a beauty desk there that really focuses on helping these brands in Italy um, make a presence in the U.S. And so we were set up with them. We, we researched them and we were really focused on um, the categories of fragrance and bath and body and a men's line, Rick. So mm -hmm. please check that out for yourself. I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for shaving. And um, so we, we wanted to find the best of the best in those categories. And, um, and what we found were just these incredible companies with these amazing stories. I mean, I mentioned before Pharmacia 1561 uh, celebrating 460 years in Florence. And they produce this home fragrance that I'm kind of obsessed with right now. It's what's in my home. Um, that it, it almost looks like a bottle of bourbon and it has this beautiful stamp on it. And they've created these fragrances over the centuries that really are inspired by the history of Florence um, that go back even more than 400 years. And each one has these rich stories about what has inspired those fragrances. And I mean, there's just, there's just nothing else like it. And when you do tours in Italy, you can go into Florence and walk into the store and meet the family that um, is, is caretaking this brand. And it's such a special connection. And then you go sort of in the opposite direction and go to Capri and you have Cartusia, which has been making some of the most beautiful fragrances also for hundreds of years. And their fragrance Fiore di Capri is also more than 400 years old. That was created by the monks on the island originally. <laughs> Um, and then they hid away the, the recipe, the formula for their famous fragrance. And it sat there for like a hundred years until somebody else found it. And then they created this tiny little factory on the island where they are still producing that same fragrance today. And you can go in and walk into that store on Capri and see it and buy it. Well, that's what I love about these types of things. You know, I've talked about this before as it relates to wine. You know, when you're when yeah. you're drinking some of these wines that have been grown in this region for, you know, hundreds of years, centuries, I mean, it's a connection to the past in a way. So um, you're drinking the wine, you're, you're, you're drinking the same wine that people drank, you know, four or 500 years ago, whatever it was, and the, with these fragrances, it's the same. I mean, you can experience Absolutely. almost like some sort of time travel, you know. Um, to connect yeah. with the history in the past and uh it's it's fascinating I, I love these stories yeah absolutely you know we um one of our brands is called story venetian and they create fragrance inspired by the neighborhoods of venice oh, and wow. each one of their fragrances um has an entire story about the section of venice that inspired it and uh, you know, some of the sections are well, this is the area in Venice where the sailors came in to dock. And what did they want when they came in to dock? They wanted, you know, women and alcohol. And so the <laughs> fragrance that is dedicated to that section of the city smells like um, you know, rum yeah. and whipped cream. And it's so yeah. indulgent and amazing. And the, the bottle itself has a glass mask on it that is handmade by the Murano glass blowers. Wow. Well, as I was so, looking through your site, I mean, the, the bottles and all of these products alone are like almost like little works of art, you know, I mean, they're just beautiful. I mean, they're so meticulous with the attention to detail. You know, you're, yeah, you're right about that. And what we found with the design is that, um, you know, the, the common thread, we have 17 brands on the site and the, the common thread among all of them, their designs are so different, but 
they are so meticulous. They're so deliberate in their designs that speak to their origin and the place that they're from. Um, you know, the, the brand from Sicily, Ortigia, it's, it's exuberance, it's bright colors, it's palm trees and leopards, and it's just gorgeous, almost just over the top design. And then we have um, Parco 1923, which is inspired by the national parks um, within the country, very fresh, uh, natural smelling products with a, a bear on it. And on their uh, fragrance bottles, they have stone that actually comes from that area of the country, just so completely opposite in its design, but similar in that just this meticulous dedication to ingredients and scents and design that speak to that place. Um, and as you know, as an expert in the country, it's so diverse. Yes. Um, you know, from the cities and the coastlines and the, the national parks and the Tuscan hillsides. And so we, we really want to create a company and create a website that reflects that diversity. And, and that's why if you go on our website, each one of the brands has its own entire page. You see family pictures, you mm -hmm. see the history of the brand, the inspiration. Um, some of them have old family photos on it. And, and so you really learn where they come from. And then we have a map where you can actually go to see on the map of Italy where they come from and learn more about that region. Um, and that's what we really feel like is, is our story to tell is where these families come from and where these products come from. And, you know, I think people here in the U.S. are ready for that kind of connection um, and to understand where their products come from and, and to connect back into those roots, um, especially now when we can't travel. And, you know, we're, we're bringing those places to people here in the U.S. and hopefully inspire them to travel to Italy and, and find these places and these families for themselves someday, hopefully someday soon. That would be fun. I mean, that would be fun to, to have these type of products that you've that you have in your home and then go find where they came from and meet the people who created them and the stories that of course um well yeah. this is this is amazing i mean congratulations on this i mean again this would be a feat uh in, under any circumstances but uh you know that the fact that you've done it during this pandemic is is unbelievable um i love that you're you know that you're bringing italy to the u.s and, and that you know representing the the quality um of italian products and you know italian design and um, you know, this is something that I think we all appreciate about Italy. Those of us who, who travel there and, and have connections there. I mean, we, we understand that it's a big part of their mentality is that, you know, they always want quality over quantity and, and, uh, you know, it yes. has to be something that, uh, that speaks to them too. It's not, they're not going to buy something that's, you know, some brand name that's expensive just because it's a brand name and it's expensive. It's because that particular brand is something that resonates with them. And so, you know, yep. It's, it's really important to the Italian lifestyle. Um, I, I wanted to mention that, you know, you were nice enough and you sent me an email that said you were going to offer a 10% discount on the people who listen to my uh, podcast and, and yes. visit my blog. So I'm going to put yes. it on the website and, you know, on the, and of course it's part of this, uh, this, this broadcast, but also it'll be on the website. So people can go there and find links to your site and, and just, I suggest just, you know, taking your time, maybe if you have a little espresso or cappuccino and just click through this website, if nothing else, just for the beauty of it. I mean, these beautiful yeah. products that you have, um, this beautiful stories, uh, the, the imagery is amazing. 
and um, I think that's wonderful. So. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your words. I, this has been so fun for me, Rick, to be on this um, podcast with you this morning. And I love your show. Thank you so much for having me. And, and thanks again for your insight into um, the name Mazzafiato. It's very yeah. exciting. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow up with an email on that. It'll, it'll be, I'll put it on the <laughs> blog too. So yeah, thank you again. And uh, best of luck to you. Let's keep in touch. And maybe we'll meet up in Italy one day. Who knows? I sure hope so. I look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. All right. Thank you, Bye. Okay. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please click over to iTunes to subscribe and leave an honest review. Join me next time when I discuss another topic of Italian culture. Until then, arrivederci. Italia, Elle est